I missed the bus. Oh, I missed the bus. Oh, I missed the bus. And there's something I'll never, ever, ever do again. Oh, wow. You're going to lose it right at the beginning. <laughs> I think so. I, I'm yeah. a little bit scared about how this episode's going to go, but we'll see. Right. Right. <laughs> This is Barely Furcasting, featuring Tabin, an Injured Nerves audio production. Welcome once again oh, to our podcast. Moo. Yes, I am. Hello, moo. well, hello. <laughs> moo? Moo. You're not Moo. You're Tabin. Oh, hello, I, I, good morning. Oh, good yeah. Afternoon, I, get, I get confused. Or, or good evening, or whatever day it is, or whatever time of day it is. Uh, to all you furs out in the Potterverse. <laughs> well, I am Barely Normal, one of your co-hosts, and with me is my super best fur friend, Tabin. Hello, Tabin. How are you? Hello, Mr. Barely. Uh, I'm doing good. It's so um, good to talk to you again and and stuff like that and all the fluff. And um, how are you doing, Mr. Wonderful Barely? <laughs> I'm doing great. We have a lot to go over today. We have a lot of stuff to talk about and a lot of things to do. But I wanted to start with a little bit of a euphoria that I had this week. Did you ever have a coworker or a supervisor that you absolutely hated and despised and just didn't like working for them, didn't like having them around? Didn't like going to meetings with them or anything like that. Did you ever have somebody like that? I can't say I have, but it sounds like I'm going to guess that you have. <laughs> I, I have. I have. And I got word today that this supervisor resigned from my agency. When the email came in, I literally did a little happy dance in my chair. I was so excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so you've had a really good day just from that. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy for you. Well, thank you. And as we start all of our podcasts lately, we have our last week follow-up. Because we wind up talking about things that we don't know the answer to and we have to do research. So we definitely have a new segment on the show as of like a month ago. <laughs> that's right. Last week, follow up. So last week we talked about the song skip to my Lou. Cows in the pasture. Moo, moo, moo. Cows in the pasture. Moo, moo, moo. Cows in the pasture. Moo, moo, moo. Skip to my Lou, my darling. Moo, moo. Skip to my Lou. To my Lou, my darling. Right. And we had mentioned something about it was that was it slang for, you know, skipping to the bathroom as because you're happy to go to the loo. But that's not what it's about. That's not what it's about. It's actually a precursor song to square dancing. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's nothing. There's not, not any circular thinking about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> no, that was really oh. how that like sunk in. Okay, no, that was actually worked out better than uh -huh. I could have right. ever expected. <laughs> so as you are aware, our fine nation of America was founded by, for the most part, Puritans way back in the olden days. Why is it that whenever anyone says that word Puritan, I think of like the little things you put on your faucets, the water purifiers? Well, unless they've got a little black hat and big buckles, it's not the same thing. <laughs> okay, good, good, good to know. <laughs> Taven, we need another Puritan for the cabinet for the water. <laughs> they didn't like public displays of affection or love or anything like that. So it was a song and Lou, it's L-O-U as in uh -huh. Lewis, uh -huh. was a lonely boy that the song is all about. And he's in the middle Aww. of the circle and you have to skip to my Lou to give him a kiss. That's adorable or something. <laughs> I think I'm not sure. 
But and you yeah. skip in a circle, but it was a prelude to square dancing. You know, when you're square dancing, you don't go in a square. You realize that, right? Well, that that's true. That's true. You you actually go in a circle. You do a circular thing. Yeah, that, that's right. I, yes. I wonder what it would, would be like to be hexagonal dancing then. Probably still go in a circle. Yeah, but the caller would say things like, "I can't even begin to be, to guess what they would say." <laughs> well, my caller would say, "Chase your tail in a circle." Yes. That's what my color, because I have a purple color, you know. Ah, counterclockwise, chase your tail, skip to the loo, <laughs> my right. darling. And we're going to talk about explaining a joke. We got a oh, joke. Was there, a, there was another one of those recently. I forgot. What right. was the joke that we did? So, the horse joke. You told a joke. Oh, yeah. It was a couple of weeks ago about a cowboy and a horse. And the joke went, oh, yeah. did you find the horse well-behaved? I should say so. Whenever we came to a fence, he let me over first. I totally remember having... No idea what the fluff was going on with that. Right. Well, our chief fact checker. Rain Raccoon. Rain Raccoon, yes. Who apparently also grew up on a horse farm. He's had quite the interesting life. I did not know he grew up on a horse farm. And he's a raccoon I, now. I want, There must I be know. some drama involved with that. There must be that. But I digress. Oh, we always seem to digress. But anyway, <laughs> the joke means that when you are riding a horse... It stopped at the fence and threw you over off the horse. Uh, is that like what they do? Yes. Yeah, so if you're galloping along and the fence is in the way, the horse stops short and you fly over and land over the fence. They don't think ahead so. and like, oh, there's a fence. I guess I'll slow down. They're just like, oh, there's a fence in my face. I will stop now. <laughs> or they don't just jump over it like they should. Right. Right, right, right. <laughs> there's that part. So There's that part. So, there's that part. There's that. There's, there's that part. There's that part there, Sunny Square. There, to my, new, my darling. Or something. There she blows. Like a, a hump, say. like a snow hill. It is Moby Dick. Really? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a line from the book. Oh, is it? Yeah, it is. Really? Okay. What is going on here? I don't know, but there's... I'm pretty sure that's a line from the book. <laughs> There, there's a hump, but no hill. No, no, sorry. So, <laughs> no, is that what you said? No, no, no. Um, oh. A hump. Well, maybe I said it, but it's not what I meant to say. I meant to say a hump like a snow hill. It is Moby Dick. Oh, okay. I thought you said that's a hump, no hill. <laughs> that's a hump. It's Moby it's Dick. It's no hill. It is yeah. Moby Dick. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, no, that, that would be confusing. I understand that. I understand. It could be confusing, yes. Okay, well, it is 6.30. Time to post the link for 5-Minute Furs for Fun. And we've had a fur that's tried to get in for several weeks now and has come into the chat seconds after we took the link down. And he's been very upset. Five so we're going to post it. 5-Minute Furs for Fun. I am doing this later. I'm, I'm slow sometimes. You're on, a, you're on a slow burn today, aren't you? Um <laughs> I don't even know. Don't oh, even know. Okay. I'm not on that fence because the horse helped me over it. That's, he helped you right over it. Well, so we're going to start with our uh, mailbag. And if a fur comes in for five minute furs, we will start. We will go along with that. So I'm going to open up the mailbag. Oh, look, we have mail. I'm so excited. Hi. The very, the fir the very first mail is from Finn Brenner. And he emailed us and he says, hey, yeah, 
Hey, I yeah. just finished listening to the episode where you had Shadow Raccoon and Theodore Rabbit on and where Tabin talked about the Turing machine. It actually reminded me of a fun fact I have about a weird kind of way you can make a Turing machine. Magic the Gathering, you know, the card game, is actually Turing complete, meaning you can make a functional Turing machine in a normal game with real cards. Oh, wow. Really? Know that. I did not know. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Like in a normal game with normal rules, with cards that actually exist. I mean, it does take advantage of several banned cards and very expensive cards. It was so it would be near impossible to make the deck in real life, but it is theoretically possible. Mm, That's the best kind of the Turing machine thing. That's the best kind of possibility anyway. I think I remember your husband plays the game barely. That's your husband plays the game. Barely, not the game. Barely, yeah. Uh, there is no game called Barely, uh, so you might be at least kind of familiar with the game. I am, uh, and he gives us a link to a video of someone explaining how the card game of all things can be worked out in, with the Turing machine, and a scientific article that proves it just as awesome. well. That was just fun thing about them. Anyway, love the show, guys. Keep it up. So that's makes three weeks we've talked about Turing now. So yeah, I think um, we'll post the links to the YouTube and the uh, paper that Finn uh, talked about on the on the website, so you can check mm-hmm. it out. Um, I'm excited to like actually check that out myself. So cool. Yeah. All right. Well, while we were doing that, a furry named Sammy popped in for five minute furs for fun. <laughs> Hi, Sammy. How are you? I am good. Very excited, actually. I have some uh, big news. Oh, what's the big news? Does it make you wag? Yes. Yes, very much so. Um, And I will be wagging myself soon because my fursuit, at least the head, is done. Raise the wolf. Raise the wolf. Or raise the rough, whatever you want to do. <laughs> no, that's exciting. So tell us about that. What what are you? What's the persona? I am a fox, a blue one at that. I, I kind of want to add some lore, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. I'm lazy. So eventually I will. But yes, just for now, just fox. Is it going to be Sammy? Is that his name? Or yes, their name? yes, indeed. And so you, you've seen the head, and um, have you received the head yet? This sounds like, When I say that, if it's taken out of context, it sounds like we're in some ancient Elizabethan era or something. It's like, bring me his head or something. Fortunately, <laughs> we are not decapitating anyone. No decapitation involved, but I would like the postman to bring the head to me soon. Uh, not yet, though, because I still have to get some pawsies, of course, and pawsies. a tail. Of course. I there love that you said pawsies, because that's really what it is. You've been rubbing off on me, Tabin. I've been <laughs> too much for I mean, I'm happy about it. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm glad um, I could do that for you. <laughs> yes, I'm happy indeed. Um, I guess just a side effect of pretty much listening to the entire thing every week. So Nice. nice. So where are you from, Sammy? Um, Atlanta in the Peach State. Oh, wow. So it's- <gasps> There's a song about peaches. <laughs> yes, there is. It probably has nothing to do with anything you're talking about, but I, there, that is. Somewhat so related. that's in like... Georgia, I think, right? <laughs> yes. Well, he said he said. Yeah. Oh, he said that. Oh, I, I'm good yes. at listening sometimes. Just not sometimes. Usually, sometimes. <laughs> so, what do you do in Atlanta, Georgia? Well, I am a high school senior, and I drive for um, the chicken place that everyone in the South seems to be addicted to, Chick Fil A. And I am also a pilot. A pilot. Really? Yes. Wow. Like like flames and scary being very up into the high and going very fast and stuff. Yes, indeed. Um, a spinny propeller makes me go whir. <laughs> it does. I see what okay. you did there. I did. Okay. I, did you see what he did there? Barely. I didn't. Sammy made a little meme reference. So, oh, uh, 
for all you listeners out there, any further that's listening, if you got that, great, write us a letter about how you got Sammy's meme reference, and we'll tie it together and bring it together in a bow. And I'm not really sure what I'm talking about once again, but I think it would be very pretty and cute. So, Sammy, how long have you been in the fandom then? That's a good question. I swear I can never remember. Like, I always like do the math in my head, and I'm like, okay, it's been like this many years, but then it always slips in my mind. It's been since um, I seventh grade maybe oh so wow a couple years now well if you're senior that's so like six, five six, years six. I think. six six years yep that sounds about right i am not good at adding <laughs> it, i mean okay. i'm not i'm really really not what do your classmates think of you being a furrier do they know are you secret Ooh. fur they mostly do not know but i do have one friend who has been hounding me about it and i'm pretty sure i'm pretty confident he does know i, I have not revealed it yet though but i will likely reveal it when i reveal my suit Nice. Ah, so yes. there's there's actually a few things I have to say there. One, I hope you have more than one friend because he said <laughs> he has one friend, and yes. <laughs> and he's been hounding you. And I see what you did there, of course. But I had to yes. give a shout out. Well, I am a pup, and I have to do that anyway. Mm-hmm. Very good. Very nice. <laughs> Well, I want to ask you real, real fast, Emmy. So you said you drive for Chick-fil-A. What do you like, drive the chickens in before they get slaughtered? Or what do you do for them? <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's, that's a little <laughs> bit morbid, but okay, okay. I mean, maybe yeah, someone I, has I mean, someone's got to slaughter the chickens if you're going to eat them. Don't worry. I do not slaughter any chickens, but um, we do deliveries now. At least my um, store does. So, yes. Do, do you mm. ride in on a chicken? That is a trade secret. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I cannot I will, disclose um, whether or not we use chickens as vehicles. Okay, okay. No, this, this is getting exciting. Ride that chicken. Ride it all night long. Ghost chickens in the sky. The chicken in the sky. It's like a journey song. The chick in the sky keeps on turning. No. No? Okay, no. I was thinking more of the uh, the song Ghost Chickens in the Sky. Oh, that's a song too, apparently. So, Sammy, you've been a longtime listener, first-time caller. Is that what's going on here? Um... How long have I been listening for? Um, a couple months now. First time calling in, of course. Um, as you know, I've been uh, missing it a couple weeks now, but um, I finally called in. But I have been listening for a good while now, probably since around October or so of last year. What else can you tell us about yourself, Sammy? What's uh, but what do you do for fun besides? Deliver a chicken. Um, I do <laughs> one chicken once a, one yes. a day. Here, here's another chicken. Here, have a chicken. It you know it'll like walk at you or whatever sound they make. But um, here's the chicken. But yes, yeah, um, I do a a couple things. I do a lot of 3D printing, and I'm actually working on a couple designs fursuit related. Um, I've designed my own uh, headstand and also my own um, blower fan. Neat little projects that I may consider, um, you know, giving out or selling if I can get them working right. Very creative mm-hmm. sounding, yeah. I've dabbled in a bit of Twitch streaming, though I am very inconsistent with the scheduling. So, And of course, gaming, as everyone does nowadays. I don't game. Oh, interesting. But actually, barely. You do like chicken, so sometimes you do game. (laughs) That was very bad. No, don't. (laughs) Those are domestic. They're not game. Oh, right, right, right. Um, Tell me, what what (laughs) games do you like to play and stuff? I do like playing GTA. That's always um, fun. I've been streaming a bit of that. They're on five now, right? We've been on five for what feels like forever and what feels like will be forever. 
Flight Simulator. I do a lot of that. They still have that? I remember there used to be like Microsoft Flight Simulator simulator, and the graphics were all pixelated all over the place and stuff. Are you doing that? Or is this a like updated version where the pixels are only like half a square inch instead of a square inch? Well, there is a new version now that came out this year. It is very nice. I highly recommend it. But only if you oh, have a strong computer because it will make your computer scream. Like quarter inch pixels instead. Yes. Tiny yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'll, I'll make a note. Maybe I'll look into that. That sounds exciting and fun. And also, as you say, very scream worthy for my poor computer. Okay, Sammy, our five minutes is up. I, we don't want to take a lot of your time. And yep, no worries. Have, uh, I do have one stuff. joke, though. Oh, oh let's hear your joke. well, okay. I've been saving okay. this. Okay. <laughs> the, the floor is all yours, or the virtual floor is all yours. Do you know why people in Siberia like to um, run around? I did actually not know that they like to do that. So this is actually like lots of information here for me. Uh, why do people in Siberia like to run around, Sammy? It's because they're always Russian. All right, Sammy. Thanks for coming on. Uh, We're going to let you log off. Yes, thank you for having me. Have a good one, guys. Have a wonderful night in Georgia, Sammy. Yes. One other piece of mail, so to speak. Caledon Delamar. I, I know him. I know him. Yeah, he he reached out to me and asked if we would put things out to help him. He's in a wheelchair. He has a mobility van and his transmission went out. And so he has a GoFundMe to help pay for his transmission because, of course, he's unemployed with COVID and he can't get around if he doesn't have a van. I put a link up on our BFFT chat and on our Twitter uh, so it's a good cause. If you can, I'll put the link in the in the stuff when I post this. If anybody cares to go and help a fur in need, this is a fur in need. And and from what I understand, he actually was just starting to get back up on his feet and stuff. And of course, this happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I actually know him. He's he's a good guy. I've known him probably four years. I met him at my first con at Ferlandia. So yeah, he's had great good involvement in Ferlandia and helping back at least a few years ago anyway. So um, yeah, definitely. Please help him out. All right. So that moves us along to our media section. So there's a lot of new things that came out this last week that I have been watching. We started watching WandaVision on Disney Plus. It's a Marvel show. It's about Marvel. It's about um I um Marvel. Yeah, the the Vision character and wa- the witch Wanda and during the Marvel world. If you watched the Marvel movies with the gauntlet that made everybody disappear, one of the jewels in the gauntlet <laughs> was from Vision's forehead. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> and so <laughs> so the, the storyline goes that uh, they were able to save their essence and put them in this television show like thing from the 50s. Okay. It'll be interesting okay. to see where it goes. <laughs> I, obviously, I obviously have no idea what's going on right now, but it sounds very interesting and fun. So I also started watching Bridgerton. Bridgerton. Yeah, it's a period piece by Shonda Rhimes, and Shonda Rhimes <laughs> left. Does he? <laughs> Poor Taven has lost it again. Taven's brain has left the building. All right. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm really, I'm so sorry. I don't need to do. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. I'm I'm pushing mute now. And so that you can actually 
finish her sentence. I'm sorry. Tr- I, so, so Bridgerton is a new period piece by Shonda Rhimes. And if you want to think about it, think about it as being like Downton Abbey, but with more scandal, sex, and nudity. So there's that. Let's see. What else am I watching? Oh, the new season of The Magicians and the new season of Bonding. I think you mentioned Bonding a couple of episodes ago maybe if you didn't you should watch bonding on netflix they're short okay. episodes are like 12 or 13 minutes they're oh nice, just, nice little just binge worthy stuff oh yeah and they do a wonderful job spinning the tail in that short period of time so not your tail not my they don't, tail they don't spin your tail no but they spin a tail because we know they would get nasty letters from tail because we know how that goes i'm interested the magicians i don't know if i've heard i think i've heard of it but i don't I haven't seen it what is that like and about? I've talked about it before because they're on season five. So I know I've oh, talked about I it. That's probably where I heard about it, actually. Okay. Yeah. It's a really good show. It's about these kids that go to a magician school and they learn all about magic and doing things. And it's, well, it's not kids. They're, they're college kids. So it's and they're college. doing things. And the storyline goes, they found magic. They lost magic. They got magic back. They died. They came back to life. They went to Fillory. They did all sorts of things. So... Um, it's the whole uh, girl finds boy boy loves girl girl loves boy they die because there's magic everywhere and then a unicorn comes and stomps on their head and you know that kind of story okay how about you have you started watching disenchantment we talked about this last week the show we did talk about no i haven't it's on the list i haven't started yet it's been kind of we'll say difficult these days to uh, do Uh-oh. stuff, it, but it, it's fine. It's, it's just like on my to-do list. It's just, it just hasn't been done yet. So we've been watching, um, continue watching Red Oaks. Uh, it's still pretty good. And movie we watched. Um, have you heard of Jack Reacher? Yes. And I think yes. we've seen the movie. Yes. You might have. Yeah. The, the, this was actually a really good movie. We saw uh, just about oh, a few days ago. John Reacher in... The movie is from 2012 with John Cruise. And there's actually a sequel and four years later in 2016, which I'm looking forward to seeing. This was actually based on the novel One Shot by Lee, the British writer Lee Child in 2005. And it turns out actually Jack, Jack Reacher is the main person thing in a novel series by mm. Lee Child. This is just a, a particular version of that. And so Tom Cruise, it turns out, I found out, did his own driving in the driving the car chase things and stuff, which is pretty cool because usually they have stunt drivers to do that. So Tom Cruise and John Cruise are in it? I think I said... (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting my names... um, What names did I say? I I said a lot of names. First you said John Cruise. Oh. And then you said Tom Cruise. So I didn't know that Tom had a brother named John, but it's possible. I don't use (laughs) it. So maybe he does. Let let me... For the record, I meant Tom Cruise. So Tom Cruise is the main hero guy in the movie Jack Reacher. I mm-hmm. don't know if John Cruise exists. I think the reason I said John ah. is because um, when I went to go ask my honey if he knew that th- there was a sequel to the movie John Reacher, is what I said, because I could have sworn it was John. And even though seconds prior, literally seconds prior, I had been looking you know, to do some research on it so I could talk about the show. So I had literally just been looking at the name Jack Reacher and I went in and I'm like, did you know John Reacher has a sequel? It's like, I think it's Jack Reacher. It's like, no, I thought it was Jack Reacher at first too, but it's really John Reacher. I was just looking at it. (laughs) 
And then I came back in to to review my things and like, wait, no. So then I ran back and said, no, honey, you're right. I have no idea what I'm talking about. It's Jack Richard. Anyway, I think that's why I said John Cruz because like I got to mix it all uh, up, right? Anyway, I wanted mm-hmm. to read the little uh, plot summary to any for this listening because I, I really like this. Really good show, I thought. The plot summary is one morning in an ordinary town, Five people are shot dead in a seemingly random attack. All evidence points to a single suspect, an ex-military sniper who is quickly brought into custody. The man's interrogation yields one statement, and that is, Get Jack Reacher. Reacher, an enigmatic ex-army investigator believes the authorities have the right man but agrees to help the sniper's defense attorney. However, the more Reacher delves into the case, the less clear-cut it appears. Hmm. So that's the plot. And it has a 7 out of 10 on IMDb, 64% on Rotten Tomatoes, 67% on Fandango. I, I would rate a little more than 64, 67%. I, I really, I really liked it. Anyway, so that was there my review and my media for the week. Well, that takes us to it's a classic comedy bit week. Our classic comedy bit this week is another one from Abbott and Costello. It's called Loafin. It's a good little comedy routine. And it's kind of, I I think I feel I have to just pre-explain a few words just because like this is new times and Abbott and Costello is, when were they? 60s? I don't know when they were even. I guess. I don't know. Anyway, they're old times. And so, you know, there's like old term slang, which still we use. But um, I just thought it'd be useful to so that every fur understands the words that are going on. You know, when when you're relaxing and not doing much and just hanging around, you're loafing. Another word. We still use the word dough. Like, you know, got some dough, man. Hey. Down with it. Yeah. I got some dough. So this is the loafing routine from Abin Costello. I'll be playing the part of Abbott once again. And Tabin will be playing the part of Costello. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Abbott was the tall, skinny one. Costello was the short, dumpy one. I was totally just going to say short. I mean, in my mind anyway, I was thinking, how how would you describe it? Short, dumpy? And then you said it. It's like, I was so happy we're on the same fluff right there. That was so cool. Yes. All right. So set the scene. Tabin is on the couch reading a comic book. They are roommates and barely walks in, obviously tired. He walks into the messy apartment and he finds Tabin reading a comic book on the couch. Just as I, hey, cut that out. What? What is this all about? Uh, well, what's the matter, you? Why you slap that comic out of my hand? I've been was, out all that. day. I've been out all. I've been out all day working. You, do you no. even go out to look for work? Yeah, well, of course. Oh, yeah, I yeah, right. Okay, sure. I am. I the only one that's going to do all the work around here? Well, I was working. Oh no, you weren't. Yeah, I, I was reading a comic book. Really, a comic book that don't feed you, my friend. That don't put food in the fridge. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Don't give me that wait a minute stuff. Wait, wait a minute. I think I heard something that you said that I, I didn't know. What's that? You said you were out all day working? Yes, I got a job. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, I had to get a job because you don't want to work. So so what do you do? What do I do? I, I got a job in a bakery. Hey, cool. And uh, what do they have you doing there? Loafing. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I'm doing. Loafing. So so wait, wait. Let's do this again. What, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm loafing. Where? In a bakery. Oh, okay, so uh, 
Let's start over. So, so you're working, right? Yes. A- and what are you doing? Loafing. Th- well, that's what I was doing here. I-, I was taking it easy. Oh, no, 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 no. Not that kind of loafing. You're just a lazy pup. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I was taking it easy just like you do at that bakery you have. No, no. I work when I loaf. Uh... uh... How can you work and loaf at the same time? They seem contradictory right here. I don't know. Why not? Well, okay. So um, can I do that? What do you do? No, that's what they pay me for. <laughs> they pay you for what? To loaf. How do they pay you for loafing at a baker's store? You got to do something. I'm a baker, so I'm loafing there. So uh, so you just go to work at a baker's store and, and you don't do nothing? No, I work there. Yeah. <laughs> how? Okay. Uh, how much do they pay you in this baker store to loaf? Minimum wage. For loafing? Well, of course. I'm a union man. I belong to the union. I've been loafing here and I don't get a nickel for it. How does this work? You're not supposed to get any money for that kind of loafing. Uh, hmm. Well, uh, can I go and loaf there with you? No, you have to join the union. Wait, I have to join a union? to Like a union of loafers? Well, you can't loaf without belonging to the union. What do you think about that? I, I mean, so I have to join a union to, like, loaf? Well, certainly. Uh, don't say anything, but um, I've been kind of doing some loafing here all day, and the union doesn't know, so, like, don't let them know, please. No, no, no. You don't know how to loaf here. You don't know how to loaf here. You can't loaf here. You've got no dough. I've got no dough. I mean, duh, that's because I'm loafing. I I got no dough to do anything with. (laughs) No, no. Well, you need dough in order to loaf. Then you need a card to join the union. You mean you need dough? To loaf? That doesn't sound right. Well, sure. How could you loaf without dough? Well, that's what I've been trying all day. You just can't do it. No, no. Well, you can't do it. You can't do anything. Well, 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 let's settle down. I can't retire now. I have to get a job first. That's true. And there it is. <laughs> Don't. But what do you say we get to our guest today? Okay, let's do that. Let's do that. Welcome to our guest, Goku. How are you this evening, Goku? I'm tired, but I'm doing well overall. Thank you for asking. Oh, you're nice. quite welcome. And is it evening for you or what time is it for you over there? Uh, Eastern time zone, so 9.30 at night. Okay, so it is night. And I'm an early bird. I'm up at 5 a.m. for work. Oh, wow. You and Barely, yeah, Barely gets up, what do you get, 5.15, I think? 5.15, yep. Whereas this pup right here um, likes this little sleepy box, and 11 o'clock is a pretty good time for me to get up, you know? So it's it's (laughs) about six hours later than both of you. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> if I can sleep past 7.30, it's a good day for me. That, no, yeah. I, I could see that. I could see that. It's just like at cons when I'm with Taven at cons and he sleeps till 11.30 and I'm up at 6 and walking around the con space doing stuff. And that, that's my con time is when I have to take care of him when he's asleep. But I, that's, exactly. <laughs> I, I do it all for you, barely. Yes. But, um, <laughs> but yes, uh, Goku. Hi. Yes. Wonderful for thinking. For thinking, what are, it's wonderful for you of thinking. What am I even talking about? I don't know. It's wonderful to have you uh, on our show this evening. And uh, thank you for coming on. My name is Taven. I'm a pup, Bark Bark. And your name is Goku. So could you tell us about the name Goku? Where did it come from? It's a, It strikes me as kind of unique. Well, the easy answer is 
And it's no shock, I was a huge fan of Dragon Ball when I was much younger. I should have made that connection. Okay, got it. Initially, when I joined the fandom at around 2012, my initial name was Dolph. But when I told people that name, it was like, eh, it really doesn't click. You don't look like a Dolph. And I was just like, let me think of something else. And I thought of Goku, but not for the reason of like being this huge muscle-bound protagonist. I always loved him because he was a glutton, he was a bit of a dumbass, and he had a heart of gold. <laughs> well, that's, that's, I think, perfect right there. Mm-hmm. And did you, you realize that if you were really into it, in the beginning, you would have been a dull fin, but you didn't go that route, so you're... No... I, I don't. I don't need a blowhole in my neck. Right. <laughs> okay. No, because because originally he was going to be Dolph, and now he's. I'm helping barely out there. Uh, yeah. Let's just move along, Taven. You're not. You're not <laughs> making any sense. <laughs> Goku. Goku knew what I was talking about. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, you said you joined the fit, or you became a furry, or joined the fandom in 2012. Did you say? Yes. Yeah. Nice. And um, so tell us about your persona. My OC, I have three personas, but the one oh, that most wow. people know me as is Goku, the Arctic Marble Fox. Arctic Marble Fox. That's cool. That's interesting. I really wanted something. I do like foxes. They're one of my favorite animals. There's one on my arm right now. But I didn't want the same like types that every other, you know, most people had in the fandom. So I wanted to choose something White is one of my favorite colors and something that had a little bit of an attitude, an edge, a little bit of a dirty look. And that's where I zeroed in on the Arctic Marvel variety. And I've been rolling with it for years, you know, doing little enhancements here or there to what I like aesthetically. So I actually don't know much about like the Marble Fox. What is its uh, distinguishing features? In cold weather, if I recall, uh, an Arctic Fox is snow white blends very well with the snow Mm -hmm. and an arctic marble fox has these types of i don't know what to call it exactly but they have all these variations within their fur that go from a beige off-white to subtle beiges and browns even a little black oh okay i love like having those tan and off-whites like that's one of my favorite colors um you know, to see. So seeing something that mixed everything all together was a real appealing for me and mm-hmm. something when I eventually got a fursuit that I wanted to show off to others. Yeah, no, that's um, a great uh, texturing and colorful embodiment. I That's probably not the right word, but I said it anyway, because I... No, that's the that right word. Thing. That is the right, <gasps> that is I the did right it, word. I did a right thing. Tabin used the big word. Yeah. I used a really big word and I took a chance and it worked out that (laughs) that was the right word to use. I feel like my day is so complete. Thank you for helping me out that Goku right now. That's amazing. (laughs) You're making me smile right now. I hope this isn't the first time, the only time I do it during the interview. (laughs) Uh, I agree. I hope. Okay. Smile is done. Um, We're done. Like you can just start crying now because. Taven keeps talking. So would you go to um, typically any cons or anything in, well, since 2012, so you've had lots of opportunities. Well, uh, my first con was uh, WEPIFA Western PA Furry Weekend in 2012. And from there, I was hooked. Uh, I've been to AC every year since I live 15 miles away from the DLCC. Oh, nice. So I've been to every AC since 2013. I've also attended MFF. 
Fernal Equinox, Motor City Furry Con. Oh, nice. And through New England. One year I did Furry Week in Atlanta. Furthermore, for a few Ooh. years. Wow. I also do a lot of traveling just to see like small groups of furs outside of a con setting, which is really my preference. I actually have a bit of social anxiety. I put mm-hmm. up with it during cons. <laughs> you know, it's a great time to, you know, be out in suit and meet people and see others I don't get to see in a while, but it does take a toll on me and I avoid it in most circumstances. No, I, I understand, I understand. But I'd like I'd like to think it's it's also good for you then. But I totally understand, definitely. And that's a lot of cons, different um varied cons you've been to. And of course you said you're East Coast, so um well, and fifteen minutes from the uh David Lawrence. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. I've only been to AC once. I went I think it was twenty eighteen. So you we were there at the same time, but I we would not have known it. But now we know retroactive. <laughs> and I'll be coming out to the West Coast. I made my first trip out there oh. a year and a half ago, and it was beautiful, if not a mm-hmm. little bit of a culture shock. But yeah, I'm still looking forward to coming back when COVID uh, settles down. Yeah, yeah right. Where about? Um, where, yeah, because I, I agree, West Coast is great. Pacific Northwest is amazing. Lots of green <laughs> and hiking and all that. Whereabouts did you visit? I was in San Francisco. Um, oh, okay. It was my first visit to California ever, and I stayed with a fur there and got to meet up with a lot of people that I really have only chatted with on Telegram or maybe had seen at like NFF or AC once every couple of years. And I definitely want to return to San Francisco, see see the rest of California, and really explore the Pacific Northwest as well. That's very high up on my list. Nice, nice. Yeah, very good. Yeah. So, I mean, you probably know by now, like, uh, you know, Bay Area Furs, California has a great big furry community. I recommend if you get a chance, um, you know, Northern California are the Redwoods. I've only been through there once, but it, it's pretty spectacular and amazing. Huge trees. <laughs> and, and yeah, Pacific Northwest is just um, Oregon and Washington, just great hiking and uh, mountains and all that good stuff. If I can get a car and take a road trip down that entire strip, I would love it. If you make it to Oregon, uh, reach out. We'll we'll hang out. Absolutely. The uh, West Coast is is a great drive. So definitely, you have this big, amazing, I think, unique thing called not urban but furban exploration, <laughs> and I haven't completely, you know, I've, I've looked through your stuff and I've seen some of your websites and, and a Telegram channel. I subscribed to your Telegram channel the other day. Lots of great pictures there, but I'm, I still haven't wrapped my mind around it. So could you explain to us and, and our listeners, what is this wonderful, amazing thing called Furban Exploration? Well, first off, uh, I cannot take credit for the term Furban Exploration. Uh, I need to give that credit to Patch. Oh, Patch when- Okay. <laughs> yeah, he actually coined the term when I was writing some articles about my early endeavors in it back in 2016 and 2017. The concept is, you know, taking photos or exploring where, you know, it's the places where you normally wouldn't tread as a fursuiter and taking an interest in urban exploration, urban environments, or even just street art is where I'd like to immerse myself in. I try to get others included, but sometimes it's a tall order trying to get others to join in. Exploring the ruins of like old factories, warehouses, apartment buildings, banks, or, you know, going into a 
busy urban area and exploring all the wonderful street art and graffiti. There's just so much opportunity for like weird, candid, unusual photos that, you know, when I look at a lot of other high name suitors that are frequently on social media that are well known, you know, it's photos you usually don't see of someone in fursuit. So that's where I wanted to break away and get noticed by doing all these unusual antics in fursuit. Some of it comical, but some of it also like showing the love for the art, the dilapidated architecture or something unusual. Lots of history there. Some of the places where I've been to, there is some fun history. It's local history or could be even national history. Cool. Wow. Like, so you've mentioned a few of the places you go. You've gone to like a lot of different places, old, like, I don't want to call them broken down, but old, like historic buildings and old cities that aren't kind of in the works anymore. I think I saw some, do you do like caverns and like exploration, like cave stuff? And what is, what is everything you do? My focus at first was doing graffiti and street alleys. That's where I got my first taste back in 2016, where I just found this at random and I thought it was cool to take some photos. I was with a few other suitors locally. And we were in Sharon, which is this really small town in between Pittsburgh and Erie. It's a very small, depressed area, but we were there for an arts festival and I found this this alley, you know, it had a lot of tasteful graffiti, you know, nothing extravagant. But, you know, I looked at the photos afterwards and I was like, I enjoy this. So, you know, I'm looking at places to start like right in my backyard. And I'm looking at the old buildings that haven't had, you know, their doors open in 10, 20, 30 years that are boarded up. It shows a little bit of the past. And from there, I started to branch out to other areas where, you know, it's depressed or, you know, they have some unique architecture that, you know, maybe I could sneak into and see what's left over. Sneaky fox. My arthritis doesn't make me as sneaky as I used to be. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is, are you technically trespassing when you're going into these places? Are you breaking the law? <laughs> That's a fun question. Bluntly, yes. And, you know, as a very law-abiding citizen, typically I've started to take the attitude of, I'm going to explore this. And if I get caught, I get caught. I'm going to, you know, I'll pay the consequences, but I enjoy what I do. And I did, I did have one close call in a foreign country. <laughs> you know, I could imagine you, you know, exploring in fursuit and a police officer coming up. He'd probably let you go because, well, you're a furry doing urban exploration. One funny thing about the police, um, I, this was exactly one year ago. I was in Chicago visiting a friend and we were down in Lower Wacker. And I remember getting into my rat fursuit, Brooklyn. You know, he's a very heavily padded, very thick suit. And I'm getting out of the back of the Jeep Wrangler. Right as I got out, a Chicago police officer came out. Apparently there was a homicide two minutes before. Oh, wow. And, uh, oh, no. My photographer, you know, he was in plain clothes and the officer asks, you know, do you know blah, 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 what's going on? He said, no. And then he looks at me and he said, does your rat friend know anything? He's like, no. <laughs> so awesome, actually. Did your That's rat awesome. friend know anything? I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then that Impala just sped off and, you know, we were just wandering around Lower Wacker and the Bean and... <laughs> 
you know, in the back of my mind, I'm saying to my pal, I'm like, am I going to get shanked? And it was like, nah, you're too tough. <laughs> you're, too, you're a tough rat. I mean, come on. So did you do urban exploration before you had a fursuit? And what made you, I mean, I, you, you said before that you did it to find a niche. So you're kind of doing it in fursuit. Is there anybody else that does it in fursuit that you know of? Not to the extent I do. I know I've talked to other furries when I share my work and they're, you know, they really like the angle. And I think some of them have done it on a smaller scale, just as like, you know, something personal. I have not done urban exploration prior to me um, fursuiting. I've always had an interest in it, but I don't know what clicked in my mind with, uh, I'm fursuiting, I want to develop this niche even further. And I was just like, I'm going to go into abandoned buildings and not care. (laughs) Yeah. You're really exploring the adventurous side of you maybe that you wanted to but all of a sudden you you got your fursona and like i'm a marble fox i'm just going to do it because that's what a fox would do right and a rat a rat would totally just do that oh yeah and i'm actually in between goku he's getting redone right now so whenever i've been doing photo shoots recently my rat brooklyn has been getting all the attention oh goku's gonna have to catch up there i see (laughs) Well, he's scheduled to be done in the next couple of months, hopefully. So, you know, he's going to, especially if social distancing guidelines and everything, you know, sort of cut back and we can be social again, you know, I'm busting him out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had mentioned, I want to go back to this. You had mentioned foreign countries and that kind of hits on um, a question I had, like, how far have you traveled to to do this and everything. And you mentioned something about there's an interesting incidence in a foreign country. I haven't left North America, so Canada's the foreign country in question. Okay. <laughs> no, that works for me. That works. It's still a foreign country. They apologize for it. And reminiscing on that, that was actually one of my most chaotic experiences ever doing this. I have a number of friends. I'm staffed at, well, was staffed at FE, and I've kept contact with a number of good friends up in the southern to central Ontario area. We had gone down, there was a small number of furs that were into this. And, you know, when we all thought, hey, let's, you know, do some fursuit photos together to see what it comes up to. The first place we went to was in St. Catharines, which is not too far from the American border, Niagara Falls and whatnot. It was supposed to be this abandoned U-Haul building that was, you know, the epitome of the abandoned factory or warehouse. It was boarded up. It was being, uh, I guess, turned into storage units. So that was off the table. As I'm walking back to my car, I snagged on a piece of rusty barbed wire. And I had this dragging on me. And I didn't realize it at first until I had ripped it off of my leg. I was just like, oh, shit, this is barbed wire. Luckily, it didn't damage the suit. I had a little bit of rust staining. But I consider it a battle scar in a white suit. (laughs) So then part two, we went to an Uh, a closed hospital. And I've always wanted to go into one of those. We went up this very steep incline and, you know, some furs had their, you know, action packers with their suits and I had mine and some had camera equipment. We all get up to the top. We're trying to scope out the door to get in. And then we tripped the silent alarm. And at first we didn't notice anything. And I think Three minutes after we had tripped it, the perimeter of the building was outlined with these um, loudspeakers that said that the local police had been contacted. So we're scurrying like roaches, getting our asses back down the hill. (laughs) 
yeah. and trying to not get caught by the police. And there were actually a couple of Americans that were with us. And like, I have a clean record. And I was just like, I'm not getting perma banned from this country for something so stupid. <laughs> no, that would be good. That would be good. <laughs> so you do this for, I mean, you. there's definitely an adventure aspect to this to all this. I mean, like at, on one level, it's like, okay, photography, really cool photography, really cool history being captured in, in all that and everything. But then there's adventure aspect to it and kind of a journey in a way. And uh, so for you, what these days, I mean, you've been doing this a while now, these days, do you feel that it's more of a photography thing or there's more of an adventure component or do you think it's about equal or or how do you feel on those terms more or less i would say it's equal depending on where i'm shooting going through my telegram channel it's i mean it's not just exclusively me going into abandoned buildings and stuff like that i'd say when we're doing exploration into some architecture or somewhere someplace that has some type of value to the past that's where i would you know focus more on the antiquity and the meaning behind it when i'm focusing more on street art or looking at what's around in an urban area, that's something where I put more emphasis on the photography with whoever I'm working with, you know, to go as crazy as possible within reason. Have you gotten like more quote unquote crazy fox or crazy rat these days as time has gone? Or do you try and keep it at the same level of cray? (laughs) Depends what my mood is. Um, November, I just was having shell shock. I decided to take a drive out to Baltimore and I met up with a good photographer friend of mine and we were in inner city Baltimore and I was just doing some very crazy shit. Like I remember we were walking around this uh, riverbed and I saw a quilt. I was just like, I'm going to go lay on this dilapidated wooden pallet, wrap myself around this quilt and I'm just going to relax and soak the sun for 10 minutes. Nice, nice. We got away from the riverbank and we're going towards, you know, closer within the city. And I'm like, I'm going to go under a mailbox. I'm going to, like, I have humongous paws. <laughs> under a mailbox? That sounds fun. I'm going to, like, I'm going to stuff my paws under here and see what I can do. We went down this alley of a chop shop, and you see these hollowed out um, cars from, like, the 90s and 2000s. You know, and it looks like someone was using it for target practice, like, you know, someone pissed them off. You know, me with, like, limited peripheral vision and, you you know, paws that are about two and a half times my normal foot size. I'm like, I'm going to hop on this Honda and I'm just going to put my foot through the windshield. I don't care. (laughs) Okay, good. Okay. And how did all that turn out? That was a phenomenal photo session where the very few people that I came into contact with because, you know, most very few people were out and about like they would be. There was this old man smoking a cigar on his porch and, you know, I was just waving to him and like acting like a jackass and I ran into a tree. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, pros and cons to all this stuff. So there are, I'm visualizing this and there are so many like great pictures in my mind you're waving and everything and that's nice and i could see a very artistic thing and then running into a tree that's i don't know if the word is artistic but pretty nice too i am a big fan of toonie and slapstick comedy so it was very comical and apropos (laughs) 
Awesome. 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 Um, So we mentioned your Telegram channel. It has lots of great pictures and stuff. So what is your, before I forget, I want to make sure all our listeners know, what is your Telegram channel? Because I think a lot of furs out there would really appreciate seeing some of this photography. You're probably going to need to spell this um, because it's a bit long and I honestly do a very poor job of advertising it. And I finally joined, or I don't know if you could say joined the 21st century, but I've had such a I really don't like social media, but I've finally broken down and done an Instagram. uh, And it it covers like some of the stuff that's on my channel, but it also has some of the more like, you know, common stuff that you would see from suitors like doing crazy things or the typical stuff. So when you're out and about, have you ever encountered gang members or hooligans or nefarious cretins running around or that make home in the uh, places you go explore? <laughs> oh, I've never found anyone in the places that I've explored yet. I'm sure I will at one point, And it's something I'm always concerned about. Something that does happen semi-frequently is, you know, what, whether I'm scouting out a building or, you know, I'm just taking photos around an urban area. I will have people stop me, and there's some unusual characters. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember. What? Uh, I couldn't think of that. Okay. <laughs> so a uh, couple years ago in Baltimore, I was I was doing some photos around inner city Baltimore and Fort Armistead, an abandoned Confederate fort. As we were finishing up the photos within the city, what I can only think was he was a pot dealer for sure. He was, you know, he was very high energy, but he was receptive to furry. So it's just like, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> was he just, so I thought when you said he was very high energy, I thought you were just not going to say the word energy and then continue on. But anyway, um, go ahead. <laughs> so he was on a hoverboard, you know, just, you know, riding down the street. And when he saw me, he was like, it was like Pitbull yelling that annoying scream that I just had to look back on. So, you know, he shrieked, I paused, I looked, he came over. The next thing I know, um, he has his iPhone in one hand and he's taking a humongous pull from a blunt in the other. And, (laughs) you know, one of the photographers managed to get a video of it. And just the slow-mo of this guy blowing out the smoke from his lungs. And I think I got a little bit of second hand. So... (laughs) You know, bonus, and it was just you know awesome. <laughs> and that is your life, right there. <laughs> and then one of the more nerve-wracking ones. Um, there is this abandoned town about an hour south of me called Brownsville. There are two banks that are that sandwich this apartment building. At first, I didn't know how to get in there without causing a scene. There's a municipal parking lot, and this was, I remember smoking cigarettes at the time and having a large cup of coffee. I miss both those things so very much. <laughs> but this was 8 30 9 o'clock in the morning literally this town is so depressed there is one diner one antique shop and i guess a vfw or knights of the columbus something like that there are three old men smoking cigarettes and i say hello to them along with one other person that was with me and literally they are sitting there the entire day because i was scouting until two o'clock in the afternoon their asses didn't move from that chair like they had enough cigarettes, cigars, and Maxwell House coffee to last them until the millennium. <laughs> nice, and, you know, and, and that's like the picture I have in those kind of places. It's so great to know that, like, my stereotypical vision of those type of places that they exist. There it is. <laughs> One of them, you know, he really didn't 
emote speech. Um, I don't know, you know, what was up, but literally all he did was puff in a cigar and drink his coffee. And, you know, he had very limited speech. So it was just like, hey, how you doing? And, you know, we start a simple conversation with both smoking and drinking. And then I, one of the other members from the VFW comes out and forget the guy's name, but he was like, is this foreigner causing you trouble? I was just like, I'm from Pittsburgh. He's like, that's foreign to us. So, you know, I mean, no, I'm from Pittsburgh. I mean, uh, duh, come on. Everything's okay. Everything's fine. <laughs> so I'm in my ripped jeans and a painter's shirt. And, you know, I'm just speed walking. Like I have tight spandex on and like an enema up me. I was just like, get out of here. Get out of here before the cops are called. <laughs> and I'm not even in the building yet. <laughs> oh, you've got an, an adventure waiting for you. Let me tell you. <laughs> and then so, short subscript to that. So I eventually do get it into into the building. And I'm on the second floor and I'll be damned if there's all the windows in this building are busted out unless you go to the fourth or fifth story. And the, all the debris, I was just like, oh, crap, they can see me. I'm going to run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. OK, great. <laughs> so that's fun, too. So you get into you have lots of adventures. I mentioned before I asked before about adventures and. Yes, you get into uh, lots of adventures. That actually far surpasses my next question, which actually related to something you said before. But so you do East Coast. Have you been all up and down the East Coast doing these things or are there are only specific places you've been? I have been focusing a lot of my attention in my immediate area. So the Mid-Atlantic, the Rust Belt, the Northeast. I'd like to venture into New England more. I don't hate traveling uh, or flying, I should say, but... Traveling with the fursuit is such a pain. Otherwise, if it was more of a pleasure like 30 years ago where, you know, you didn't have to pay an arm and a leg to check a 50-pound fursuit, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, I'd be going to a lot more places and being a lot more adventurous. Just, you know, take my laptop, do my work, and then at night do my fursuit photos. As I think you've already explored on your own. Our research, California, and especially the Pacific Northwest, will have some really great opportunities for you, I think. I definitely don't have a problem with nature. Uh, I love doing nature shots when I get the chance, and I, I do like to bring some variation in my photos. Just My cardinal rule is just be very different. The last um, nature, it was actually with my wild dog suit. I brought him to Colorado. I actually met up with another wild dog, and you know we did a little bit of the urban, and we did some of the nature. Trying to walk in fursuit 11,000 11, feet above sea level is a real challenge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a challenge anyway. <laughs> that was one hell of a headache I had. <laughs> Might I say that I, I know you, you said you've had you know some social anxieties and stuff, but I feel that you have so much more adventure in you than I could ever do that it far like outweighs any of that so kudos you're you've done some pretty amazing things and that's pretty cool so what else do you do other things i mean like we're covid now and so you're locked down like what are your hobbies and what kind of other things do you do i'm taking a lot of solo road trips um i i really love driving i don't know how to fix a car to save my life but i enjoy driving them <laughs> as long as you don't break down you're happy happy foxy <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm actually a diesel enthusiast. I, I love driving those clankerly, noisy, smelly cars. I have a call out to them. Wow. So, so yeah, you're, you're a Ford. <laughs> so I take my 
one is in the shop right now, but you know, if I'm not working and it's a beautiful day outside, I'll just do a hundred mile drive and just listen to music and relax. Out there back east where you are in uh, what well, sounds like Pittsburgh, is it, you know, nice driving, nice fields? Is there mountainsides? I mean, what is uh, the geography like? Pittsburgh has so much. I will say it's great for driving. There are so many hills and curves where, especially if you're into like drift car driving or you have a performance car that can take the curves nicely. You know, I don't have anything like that. Like I I drive an old Mercedes and a new Chevy, just doing 50 miles an hour on a clear day with a dry road. And it's pleasure. You can get into high. I mean, not like you're in the Rockies or anything, but there are some higher elevations as well as you go away from the city. There's some farmland where it's a little bit hilly, but, you know, pretty smooth terrain overall. Our road work sucks. Like the roads are not taken care of. Okay, okay. good to know. That provides an additional adventure that you normally wouldn't have. It's sort of modified because, you know, usually I'd be taking these road trips, you know, to do, to explore places, to see friends, to take a road trip with other friends, but I'm doing it alone and it's just to get out of my house. Like I work two jobs. There are days where I'm working 14 hours a day. I can only watch cartoons and, you know, Price is Right episodes from 1982 so much before I go stir crazy with my cats. As amazing as Bob Barker is, you can only take so much. I, I, I understand. Is there anything else that you would like our listeners to know about you and your work? Well, I could tell another story or two of like, you know, one of my most recent adventures. If you think that would be cool sure yeah let's hear it so my last place that i was in um right before thanksgiving was um the old saint michael's theater which is 12 miles from my house two miles from my office pittsburgh historically is very religious like you go into some areas of the city like i live in this small town where on the main strip there are six churches i went exploring this old theater that used to be part of a church the theater closed 10 years ago. The church um, was demolished, and now it's some bougie shishi uh, $500,000 condos, which. Bougie shishi. <laughs> which I guess in California or like Seattle, 500 grand is not that expensive. So the church was knocked down for these apartments, but the theater still remained. A couple of firms had explored it independently, and I was just, you know, we were, you know, sharing secrets of like places to go. So they took me on. Uh, you know, out there, we were out of suit. We saw it and I fell in love with this place. And there was a sense of urgency because in Pittsburgh, when something is about to be demolished, there is this blue placard that's sort of like glued on by the city. Every door had the blue placard. And I'm like, I'm on borrowed time. So <laughs> I was just like, even if it's just with one of my fursuits and even if it's quick, I need to get in here. I managed to find a, a photographer the easy way would literally just go into the front of the theater. <laughs> that would be the easiest way, but you're not going to do that, I assume. <laughs> the uh, tenants of this co-op or condo, whatever it is, they're very nosy. And they don't like people going in, even though, like, I know some people like like to trash and leave their tags and do other stuff to leave their mark. But I'm of the school of thought of, you know, leave only footprints, take only pictures, that sort of thing. We had to go around the hill to the back where we're basically going down this wooded area where there's really no walking trail. You know, we're navigating our, our way through it, and it's pretty treacherous. We find an opening, we get in, and we're sort of like going on, you know, we're walking on this catwalk, getting in, 
and we step into the uh, what used to be the old stage, which is seen better days, taking it all in the ornate architecture and the seats that are still there, people who have tagged, and some of the dangerous pitfalls that were there. Like There were certain areas where if I didn't watch my step and I went down a story, I was going to die. So I had to oh, be careful wow. about that. Wow. So that's that's a little scary. Okay, okay. (laughs) And, you know, so I'm I'm telling, I I had a pup with me and I said to him, I need you to be my eyes. Like, I have good vision in fursuit, but you're not wearing a head. And this pup didn't know what he was getting himself into. Like, he thought everything was still going to be relatively intact and we just had to worry about maybe a vagrant or a drug user or whatever. Oh, no. So there are stairs. I can't believe this wasn't a violation or maybe someone was being cheeky and stole them, but there were <laughs> stairs to get to the top floor where there was a balcony and there was also a bottom floor where I guess they had storage for all the props and everything. There were no handrails. So Oh, what, that, I, I'm scared already. I am so scared already. <laughs> so one false move and you slip, that's it. Like you're going down at least two stories. And that would I, I, definitely be the end of your story. <laughs> when he saw that, he was he freaked out. And I'm like, dude, it's going to be all right. I've done this already. It looks a lot worse than it actually is. Hug the wall, grab my tail, walk your butt up there. And, <laughs> and hug the tail. Definitely hug the tail because that's what's going to get you through. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was trying to give him a little bit of confidence. And, you know, once we did it twice, like he was more comfortable with it. But like we had to do with like floorboards that were missing and like, you know, all these weird pitfalls and stuff. And I managed to get out on the outer balcony where people probably smoke cigarettes and cigars and whatnot. And I got a shot at the city skyline, which would have been better if it wasn't a dreary over overcast fall day. But uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we did that and then we walked back down and we were so paranoid about the cops coming because, you know, these people literally have nothing better to do. Like these are the hipsters and they make money and they got nothing better to do than <laughs> sip Starbucks, look out the window. And it was like, how can I ruin your day today? Okay, okay. You know, the end of the day, we, we got out undetected. I didn't have any fleas or ticks or rats biting me. Oh, good. <laughs> I didn't get stuck with a syringe, which... Of all places, the only place I've gotten stuck with the syringe, and this was out of fursuit, was out of Wendy's. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, it was a good time. We had some Wendy's, had one that wasn't littered with needles, and I had some chicken, and, you know, we had a good laugh about it. You had a Wendy's that was not littered with needles. (laughs) That's, that's That's great. That's a good day right there. Oh, jeez, yeah. I guess one other thing I'd like my listeners to know is um, I always think about what, where my interest organized with this, and it was actually a pretty odd thing. Um, when I was very young, uh, I used to go a lot of places with my dad. My dad hated graffiti. He was the usual um, middle-class suburbanite, you know, who wanted everything to look good. Like, he didn't think graffiti was, you know, appealing. He thought it was an eyesore, but he was also a pot smoker. Well, that's interesting. Okay, okay. Well, this ties in. Well, um, I was born in 88, and this was, I was four, five, six years old. So he used to go to bodegas, um, like corner stores. You know, they had this whole thing about, you know, people who wanted to buy pot. 
Of course, I couldn't go in there because they didn't want kids in there. They were running a front for drugs. He would usually get me like some chewing gum or a now and later, and he told me to stay outside for five minutes and not do anything. You know, this was a seedier area typically when he was, you know, getting his pot. So I was always one, and I still do it to this day, where I'm very observant of what's around me. You know, looking at the sides of the buildings, looking down the alleys, um, the tiles of the subway entrance, like, I saw this cool graffiti and like, it was just gang tags mainly. It wasn't anything artsy or extravagant, but it, it appealed to me. I really like it. And, you know, every time, you know, I'd be sitting in the car or after my dad got his car taken away because he had $4,600 in unpaid speeding and parking <laughs> okay. tickets. Okay. Okay. I would just sit outside and I just got amazed by looking at all this. And, you know, I really liked it. It stuck through me. Like as I got older, you know, I would go to work with him or I'd be going to school or I'd be seeing relatives or friends and I'd be on the train and I'd be seeing all this awesome graffiti on billboards, the sides of houses, the train tracks, you name it. I'd just be listening to my music, tune out, and just stare at all this awesome stuff. I guess it sort of clicked when I started fursuiting that I really like this stuff. I want to be part of it. I'm not part of the canvas, but you know, I want to see it, be part of it, admire it, showcase it. You know, tell people it's out there. See it for yourself. Oh yeah, very cool. Definitely. Very cool. As we come to the end of our time together, I want to I want to wrap this up because I know it's late for you. One of the things I always ask our guests when we end the interview is if you had to give one wise word of wisdom to the fandom, not just a word, but words. What would you What would you tell What would you tell yeah, everybody? Just just one word. First of all, let's let's do this in two parts. First of all, one word. <laughs> you only get no. one word for this first part. No, you don't, Taben. No. This is the first part. In the second book. <laughs> I was going to please both of you. Uh, well, I'll give you the single word um, idiosyncratic. Okay. Oh, that's a nice good word. word. I, I'm nice going to word. work on pronouncing that because I don't think I can. I, I like that. Barely <laughs> remind me to like work on that word so I can say it on our next recording. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I read enough uh, reviews about Audis. I was like, I'm going to have to learn this word. <laughs> yeah, no, see, I'm so with you. We are of like mind. Uh, a word of advice I would say is, you know, it sounds a little play to say, um, be yourself in this fandom, you know, whether you're a suitor or not. But I really can't stress it as enough as when I first joined the fandom, I will admit, like, you know, I thought I had to do certain things like to be noticed or well-liked and, you know, after a few years of it, I sort of gave up and I was just like, why am I doing this? I'm not happy. I mean, I'm happy to a degree, but, you know, I'd be a hell of a lot happier if I just did whatever the hell I want. There you go. <laughs> you know what? As time has gone on, I've cared less about what are others doing to be noticed? What are others doing for this reason or that reason or whatever it may be? You know, whatever they do, I don't want to rain on anyone's parade. We are free to do whatever we please, but I do whatever the hell I want. And I have my own logic. I'm a bit crazy. I'm eccentric. I don't care. <laughs> I want to be known for being the crazy one. I want to be, I want to have this method of madness that, you know, probably one or two people can comprehend. If the others scoff at me, I don't care. If their jaws drop, I feel like I have done something right. You know, between weird hobbies like road trips or slime making or fursuiting, like the list can go on and on. Mm -hmm. I just want to be different. That's really my parting words. Just be as weird as you can possibly be, but be comfortable about it. Nice. nice. Yep. Be, be yourself, nice. be comfortable, 
be crazy because to me, that's what being a furry is all about. There you go. Yes, yeah. definitely. And I can't help but say I am when you say that I am reminded of the wise words of Seal that say if we're ever going to survive, we must be a little crazy. So there you go. Well, Goku, thank you for joining us on the show. It's been a great pleasure to have you. You came to us via Lux Operon. She's the one that turned us on to you to say you would be an awesome guest. So shout out to Lux. I don't know if you remember Lux or not, but she... Uh, I do, and I can't thank her enough for the opportunity to put me in touch with you guys. Yeah, no, we're doing... Oh, you guys, I you love guys, it. You are, I, I love wonder it. if you know that. I, I love if it. <laughs> I have... Guys. So I have one last question. One okay. last very important question. Did you smile again in our time together, Goku? <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. I, oh, yeah. I, okay. I showed these very, you know, brown teeth from tobacco, tea, and coffee drinking for the last 15 to 30 years. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Good. All well, right. I'm glad we can help you rediscover those colors. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to let you go. So uh, we're going to say goodbye. Tabin, want to say goodbye to Goku? I do want to say thank you so much for being on. It's been a very interesting journey that we've had with you today. And so I hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening. And um, I hope to hug you at a con someday. Can do. Thank you both for the opportunity for letting me speak. I really appreciate it. Use guys. I tell you what. Hey, I love it. What an interesting fellow. I'm so glad Lux turned us on to him. He was a lot of fun to talk to, had a lot of interesting stories, obviously, um, a lot of interesting things to say, um, entertaining. Yeah, no, he was, um, I'm really glad he came on. It was, um, I'd be looking to um, talking to him again in the future. So, Tabin, will you want to go do urban exploration now? Oh, that sounds a little scary. I think... What is the most of that I've done? I had pictures taken of me across the street from TFF one year. I remember that. Oh, when I went to AC and went into the downtown, a few pictures, but I don't know if that counts. So that's about the most I've done. And that's kind of, we'll see what happens in the future. Mm, I've done ghost hunting in the past. You have? I think I knew this. I think I actually knew this. Uh, maybe when he comes out to visit, we'll take him urban exploring and ghost hunting at the same time. Ooh, actually, Ooh. I might actually be okay with that. That might be yeah. fun. And now it's time for furries in the news. Those were the so, the only thing I really have for furries in the news this week is, again, it's another Telegram issue. Once again, Telegram's in the news. Yeah. What happened this time? They've been removed from the Apple App Store. And why is that? <laughs> uh, because they were espoused to have purported hate speak. But Well, I'm sure it didn't have anything to do with any furry chats. Probably not. If you have it, you can still use it. You just can't get it new if you have an Apple device. But oh wow, you can get Nicegram 
which is the third-party version of it that links it all together. That's all I have for furries in the news. I see by our show notes that we have some upcoming events, so I'm going to let you talk about that. Before I do that, I have um, five quick puns. Five quick puns. Here we go. Two antennas met on a roof. They fell in love and got married. The ceremony wasn't much, but the reception was excellent. A jumper cable went, walks into a bar. The bartender says, I'll serve you, but don't start anything. <laughs> Two peanuts walk into a bar, and one was assaulted. <laughs> a dyslexic man walks into a bra. Huh? And a man walks into a bar with a slab of asphalt under his arm and says, a beer, please, and one for the road. <laughs> oh... I did it. <laughs> you did it. You did it. So what are the upcoming events? Uh, look, They look like they do events in March, but they must be virtual. So they must have uh, registration or something open now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the only upcoming events I could really find were um, a few in March. Bridge Ridge Fur Fair is a North Carolina con, and they're doing it virtually uh, March 12th through 14th. And the theme is 80s Retro Revive, which actually sounds pretty cool because I kind of an 80s pop. Mm -hmm. The website for anyone that's interested is Blue Ridge Fur Fair, one word, dot com. So check it out. Okay. And then, of course, TFF, I, I've talked about this before, but TFF, Texas Furry Fiesta, is coming up virtually uh, March 25 through 28. The theme is Oceanic Adventure. So it's a good way to get your fur and your fluff all wet. Of course, just um, Google Texas Furry Fiesta and you can find their website. Anyway, that's a, a that's an up pup for up pup coming events from this pup. <laughs> Fabulous. I think it's a week for a story. It is a week for a story. Um, so this story is called Giraffes Can't Dance, because apparently they can't. Giraffes can't dance. Yes. Okay. Apparently they can't. <laughs> uh, by Giles okay. Andre and Guy Parker Reese. Giraffe was a tall giraffe whose neck was long and slim, but his knees were awfully crooked and his legs were rather thin. He was very good at standing still and munching shoots off trees, but when he tried to run around, he buckled at the knees. And there's a little picture of him. Well, he's buckling at the knees and there's a little turtle watching him. It's cute. Now, every year in Africa, they hold the jungle dance where every single animal turns up a skip and prance. And this year, when the day arrived, poor Gerald, he felt so sad because when it came to dancing, he was really very bad. Wow, like like me, apparently. We should, we should get together. The warthog started waltzing and the rhinos rock and rolled. The lions danced a tango that was elegant and bold. The chimps all did a cha-cha with a very Latin feel. And eight baboons then teamed up for a splendid Scottish reel. Gerald swallowed bravely as he walked towards the floor, but the lions saw him coming, and they soon began to roar. Hey, look! A clumsy Gerald, the animals all sneered. Giraffes can't dance, you silly fool! Oh, Gerald, you're so weird! Gerald simply froze up. He was rooted to the spot. They're right, he thought. I'm useless. Oh, I feel like such a clot. Whatever a clot is, but there it is. So he crept off from the dance floor, and he started walking home. He never felt so sad before, so sad and so alone. Then he found a little clearing, and he looked up in the sky. The moon can be so beautiful, he whispered with a sigh. Excuse me, coughed a cricket who'd seen Gerald earlier on. But sometimes when you're different, you just need a little song. Listen to the swaying grass and listen to the trees. To me, the sweetest music is those branches in the breeze. So imagine that the lovely moon is playing just for you. 
everything makes music, if you really wanted to. With that, the cricket smiled and picked up his violin. Then Gerald felt his body do the most amazing thing. His hooves had started shuffling, making circles on the ground. His neck was gently swaying, and his tail was swishing around. He threw his legs out sideways, and he swung them everywhere. He, then he did a backward somersault as, and leapt up in the air. Gerald felt so wonderful, his mouth was open wide. I'm dancing! Yes, I'm dancing! I am dancing! Gerald cried! Then one by one, each animal who had been there at the dance arrived while Gerald boogied on and watched him, quite entranced. They shouted, It's a miracle! We must be in a dream! Gerald's the best dancer that we have ever, ever seen! How did you learn to dance like that? Please, Gerald, tell us how! But Gerald simply twirled around and finished with a bow. Then he raised his head up and looked up at the moon and the stars above. We all can dance, he said, when we find the music that we love. The end. Aww. Gerald learned how to dance. But in the end, you know, he says, we can all dance, he said, when you find music that we love. And so he started out being a giraffe that couldn't dance or do anything. But finally, he found the music he loved. He found his passion. And then he could dance. He could do the art form that he so wished he could do. So I think what we learned from this is sometimes you just got to Find your passion. We don't know what it is yet. It takes some time. But once you find your passion, that will motivate you and help you to find what you love. And then you just feel it and you do it. And it's all beautiful. All right. So uh, let's move on to trivia, shall we? We shall move on to trivia. That's right. Because we've been talking a lot. We've had a lot of things. So we're going to alternate every other week now. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Which means it's going to take us. Twice as long to get through that really bad joke book. So that's uh, exactly what I was just thinking. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's okay. That's all right. Okay. Are you ready to get your puppy logic brain activated? My puppy logic is give it a second. Okay. It's working again. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. We're spinning the wheel. And the question is going to be in the category of entertainment. In 1968, there was a British supergroup released a single called The White Room. What was the British supergroup? Well, in 1968, that's when my really bad joke book was published. So the answer must be The Beatles. No, it was Cream. Oh, I was not really close, but not really is. close at all. There we go. So, all right. We're going to spin the wheel once again. Logic totally failed me. Well, I blame the real, really bad joke book. It's it totally failed me right there. All right, the category is sports. Are you ready? I am ready. Well, I'm never ready for sports. Well, you're never ready time. for sports. Oh, no. no. So, we'll, we'll we'll see if you can puppy logic this in there. Okay. What National Hockey League trophy is awarded to the rookie of the year? If it's a rookie, it must have to do with um, a chess game. But it's a it's not a rook. It's a rookie. So it's a tiny little chess game. So we must be talking about, of course, Carl. Uh, Magnus Carlsen is like the total chess genius right now. So Magnus Carlsen moved his little rookie this year. And what was the question again? What's the name of the trophy that the National Hockey League gives to the rookie of the the year? All right, right, right. Well, well, Magnus Carlsen, he always liked to plant his silver in a rutabaga tree. So it must be a papaya plant. 
No, it was the Calder Trophy. Oh, I was so close because Calder is, is like there is a cauliflower therein and they relate to papaya, not really, but they do. So I was so close. You're close. We're going to spin the wheel again. See what we come up with this time. You could have said because it's ice, it was colder. My puppy logic did not take me there, though. <laughs> did take you there. Okay, we're going to talk about history now. Not her tree. That actually reminds me. I had a question for you that I forgot. Um, Uh-oh. Do you prefer to talk to misunderstood or Mr. Understood? I prefer to talk to their understood. There you go. Okay. There you go. It's answered and I feel uh, better for it. <laughs> the history question is, what is considered the first dynasty of China, which was founded by you the great and lasted great. and lasted from about 2070 to 1600 BC? <laughs> I don't, uh, think of some so, dynasties from China. So what do you think? Oh, the puppy logic says we've got dynasty. So that means we're talking about the world the world, the Wall Street Journal, because there was a book, the Dianetics, and for some reason I connect Dianetics with the Wall Street Journal, and I don't even know what the word Dianetics means. But because of the, di- the dynasty, we have the Wall Street Journal, which means that on a street you have all these walls you can't get over. And so if you're running, like if you're riding a horse, that's how you get over the walls because the horse like <laughs> stop and you fly over all the walls and then you land in the, the the planet newspaper building what was the question again they give me a chinese dynasty anyone i don't um, care I, um hugh grant <laughs> no it was the the g dynasty oh see I, I I lost I lost my train of thought. My puppy logic was totally going to work because you know I was getting to the Planet newspaper and everything, and in newspapers you find the letter G, so that was going to totally get me there. But I lost train of thought, so I went with Hugh Grant. Okay, so <laughs> the category it is literature. It be lit up with a literature. Lit- literature lit up. So who wrote the 1897 novel? <laughs> This is not going my way tonight. No, it's not at all. Who wrote the 1897 novel, What Maisie Knew? <laughs> um, I'll give you a hint. The author's name is a man's name, and it's would you would say it's, it's two first names, like Albert Tom or um, something. something so. so we'll go with Vladimir Putin. Because Putin <laughs> is... <laughs> Another name. first name. It's not, first no, name. no, it was not Vladimir Putin. It was Henry James. Okay. Henry James the fifth, aka Vladimir Putin. Last question. Are you ready? I, I don't know by the way things have been going for me tonight, uh, but we'll try it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll okay. give it a shot. Okay. Right. This is geography. G oh hey, so this might go well because we already talked about G's being in the newspaper, mm-hmm. and this is the geography version of the Planet newspaper that Clark Kent worked at. So mm-hmm. this is going to go well, I think. You might actually know this answer. The Pierre Elliott Trudeau. Pierre Elliott Trudeau. The international airport, by that name, is 12 miles from which major city that it serves? Well, so Clark Kent apparently flew on those airlines, and he lived next to... Zimbabwe. We talked to a fur that was from there not too long ago. Mm. It's to our neighbors to our north. 
Oh, Trudeau. 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 Edmonton. Yes. So would this be, um, oh, oh, um, hold on, hold on. Ah, East is uh, Quebec. Montreal. Okay. Montreal. Montreal. Quebec. Yeah, I said Quebec. Well, no, Montreal is the city. Quebec is the province. Oh, but it's not. Oh, Montreal. Oh, I see. Okay. It's not, <laughs> like you have an airport in a city, not like there's this huge right. airport in a Province. Okay. Oh my cow. All right. Well, that concludes the trivia and that concludes our podcast. Well, the conclusion has happened with the stuff, and the villagers rejoice with big, huge clamorings of their posies, and they have no idea what I'm talking about, and that is how. It goes, my friends. Well, you know, on today's podcast, we had a lot of fun. We had a mail. We had mail. We had a mail. Uh, we had mail. Uh, we had a five-minute fur. We had some fun. We had lots of stuff. We loafed. And we loafed. I had a lot of horrible, like, just Big talk. words. I talked. I talked. Yeah. And that, talked, that happened. Talked. But I think we're doing a good thing. Don't you, Tabin? Don't you think we're doing a good thing? I do think we're doing a good thing. We wag, uh, you know, we like doing this. We have fun every week to do this. I, we've had some first say they like it, and um, that's really cool. That's kind of, well, we want to entertain and we want to help keep the com- be a part of um, keeping the community together in whatever way we can. And yeah, I think we're doing good right. stuff. So, and I wag. I totally wag. wag. All right. Well, all right, Taven. Well, it's time for your sign off. So I'm going to start with, I'm going to give my sign off. So goodbye, every fur, and until next week, remember to stay furry. And I will say... So, yeah, so every fur, thank you so much for listening, especially if you made it this far. Um, I hope we entertained you. We, I hope you liked it. Thank you so much for listening. It really means a lot to us. Someday we'll uh, hug in the fluff, definitely. But until then, I feel uh, we're, you know, we can keep connected with things like this. And so uh, thank you so much. It, it means a lot. To, it really, really, really means a lot to us that you're listening and all that. And uh, especially listening to me, like, wow, really? You're still listening? Are you still listening to me? Anyway, give us, send us an, an email or something about why you listen to us and why you can actually stay. Is it a masochistic thing? Is that why you're listening to me? Anyway, um, thank <laughs> you so much. We love you. We hug tights with pa- we hug you tight with pausies. And until next week, bark, bark. Have a wonderful week. Good night. Barely Furcasting is an Injured Nerves studio production and is found on all major podcast platforms or can be heard directly at barelyfurcasting.com. The opinions expressed here are those of the hosts and their guests, and no commercial compensation was granted. The Furcast is produced, recorded, and directed by me, Barely Normal, a.k.a. Mike Began, and is edited by myself and our associate editors, Rain Raccoon and Keynes. Opening and closing theme music, as well as some interstitial music, was created for Injured Nerves Productions for the use on the podcast by our music associate Reg Day with Damian Tanuki. Other interstitial and background music by Shane Ivers through SilvermanSound.com and the YouTube Free Use Library. If you would like to send us a message, you can do so via email at barelyfurcasting at gmail.com or on our Telegram chat at bfftchat on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, or on the BarelyFurcasting.com webpage. You can help support the show through donations at ko-fi.com forward slash BarelyFurcasting, or through Patreon at Patreon.com forward slash BarelyFurcasting. Thanks for listening. We hope you come back and listen next week.